Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to another edition of High Resolution. I'm Seamus Byrne. This is a show about games and the games industry. And the music's a little different this time. I thought, given the topic, I'd throw in the creepy carnival music because this episode is about the Dark Moon Fair, which is a classic World of Warcraft institution, and it is now coming to Hearthstone. The Hearthstone team has been crushing it all 2020. They've been releasing some amazing new content, great card packs, great extension concepts to the game, uh, lots of ways in which that they've been keeping the meta fresh to this digital card game. Uh, and then the latest announcements have come through with Madness at the Dark Moon Fair, the new expansion, but also a new uh, game mode for the game called Jewels, which is like a player versus player version of the dungeon run concept that they have been running in the past. They've had some fantastic stuff going on in this team. And so we got to sit in on a digital roundtable and were given permission to share some great clips from throughout that. So this episode is pulling together some great snippets from game director Ben Lee and one of the game designers, John McIntyre. So... That's really all there is to say. They had some great insights, lots of kind of interesting thoughts about the game, where it's going. There are massive progression updates coming to the game soon too. So lots of really sort of clever ideas attached to Hearthstone at the moment. As I said, I think it's been a fantastic 2020 for this game. Uh, and if you've been away for a long time or if you've never even touched it, it's a good time to come in because you don't have to buy all the cards anymore. There's lots of different game modes that are available that just let you dive in and play. Battlegrounds is now a year old and it's been a fantastic addition to this game. So many cool things to check out in there. So for now, let's relax. Let's enjoy the creepy carnival and listen to Ben Lee and John McIntyre from the Hearthstone team. So the new expansion is Madness at the Dark Moon Fair. This is uh, Dark Moon Fair is a carnival from WoW. It's a magical carnival, and we're taking it and we're corrupting it with the presence of the old gods. We have the new corrupt keyword mechanic. These are uh, corrupt cards. Will upgrade in your hand after you play a card that costs more. So you've got a five mana corrupt card, and you play six cost, it becomes corrupted giving it a bonus. So one example is Fleet of Pearl Tusk. It's a 5-mana 4-4 rush. When it gets corrupted, it becomes a 5-mana 8-8 rush. 
Uh, on top of that, we have the return of all four old gods, uh, which we've announced and shown. And that's really the, the most exciting thing for the set. We also have a couple of other announcements. Uh, progression revamp, which maybe I'll let Ben get into. If you want to speak on behalf of that. Behalf of that. Uh, yeah, um, our progression revamp is kind of... Um, in Hearthstone, we've been giving you a lot of different rewards throughout different events and different systems within the game. And the progression revamp is kind of a, a big repackaging and a big presentation of that. We want to put that in players' faces directly where they can see it. They can, you know, and they can control how far they get along kind of that reward path to control kind of their destiny of their economic wealth and growth within the game. Um, you know, we're also trying to make sure the players come out of that feeling good. Like if we're going to invest in making such a big system and big change to the game, we want players to feel good about it when it comes. So, um, I think our new reward system, you know, the team have done really great work and we're really proud of it. It also has kind of some vanity elements to it. If you you can earn some vanity along the way, and if you want to opt in, you can kind of pay for the, uh, you know, the premium version of that, which gives you small XP boosts and vanity. There's no kind of, there's no unique cards and no extra packs or extra economic wealth in the paid versions. It's purely vanity plus small XP boost. Um, on top of that, we have achievements. Achievements, you know, it's pretty tried and true tested kind of gameplay um, that's been going on in games for years. Our version of that is we're going a little bit light on the amount of achievements on purpose because we're going to kind of backdate over time. Like you can imagine, you know, maybe at a Halloween event next year, we might do like achievements for Naxxramas and make a bit of an event around that and put some really cool things and some rewards to go do things in older content. Um, so we, we purposely didn't want to roll out the achievement system with achievements for everything to do in Hearthstone because game's now almost seven years old. Um, and there's a lot of content in Hearthstone. You know, we don't we don't want people to feel that it's so overwhelming. So we've kind of tried to put in what we feel is a, a reasonable, sensible amount of cool and interesting things to do across our different game modes. Some of which do give you kind of experience that links into the rewards and progression track, um, and some of them kind of give you unique vanity rewards as well. So it's a pretty big, comprehensive, overarching rework of progression systems and reward systems and of, um, you know, a bunch of kind of retention mechanics to, to get players feeling good about playing Hearthstone and feeling rewarded about playing Hearthstone. I think one thing that uh, p people really love about the original Old Gods is sort of the design goals of them. These are 10 mana legendaries, so they have really big effects. And they drive different deck archetypes, and they're intentionally trying to serve different players. So for every player, there should hopefully be an old god that you're excited for. Uh, and we, we tried to recreate that with new and interesting ways. Um, one thing that I think makes this version different is we really design the class archetypes in this set with those old gods in mind. So trying to choose certain classes and we make them lean to different types of old gods and those should also play differently from one another so a nazoth druid might use some of the uh dragon ramp cards from descent of dragons and a paladin nazoth might play slightly differently yeah so one thing that we talk a lot when uh working on a new expansion is how Hearthstone's version of how we tell stories is a little different from World of Warcraft. Um, we tend to think of these as like, this is the sort of tale you would hear in a tavern while playing a game of cards 
in the Warcraft universe. Uh, so things are slightly warped or exaggerated or not completely accurate. Um, really, this has been an idea that we've been throwing around for a really long time, which is a Dark Moon Fair, which, like you said, there's a little bit of mystery to it, something evil and weird, sort of, there's little hints of that. Like, what if we just took that and dialed it up to 11 and just had, like, old gods wreaking havoc on the fair? And I think the, the theme of old gods, which are these crazy beings and a sort of magical fair end up playing off each other in a really fun way. We knew Yawk's run had to feel like that unpredictable card that would serve the type of player that wants to opt in to that crazy gameplay. And I think with the previous Yawk's run design, one of the challenges with it is its power level meant that the right thing to do was just to run into the run this card in your deck. And it didn't feel like you were opting into this randomness. It felt like you were forced to run it because it was just top tier. And it was hard to adjust that design because that specific design wasn't very tunable. And with the new version of Yogg-Saron, we want those same feelings of it feeling crazy and unpredictable, but we've installed ways to tune the card, and balance it down if it becomes too problematic. It's one of those cards that we want it to feel fun and strong enough for you to run if you're the sort of player that likes that effect, but we don't want it to be the best card in like the top tier one deck. Originally, we had a wheel effect on Silas. Um, but what, what we found is we were really struggling with Yogg-Saron effects with something unpredictable that also uh, played well. And we realized, like, oh, we've got the spinning wheel on Silas, and that's pretty unpredictable and crazy. We can just move that over to Yogg-Saron and retheme it in different ways. And I actually think that it feels so much more fun in Yogg-Saron, where, you know, he's the god of fate. He's deciding your fate. All the different outcomes feel almost scary. They're like uh, almost like monkey paw type things where they're a treasure, but maybe you get more than what you ask for. So that's sort of how the wheel ended up on Yogg-Saron. We actually, we started pitching this like almost, I think over a year ago. Uh, but yeah, I, I definitely, for people who know me well, I'm, I'm, a bit of a goofy guy. I think there's a bit of my personality spread throughout this uh, expansion. We do team meetings where we sort of present the set uh, internally. And part of the way that announcement video got created was I had made, I, I had bought a green screen for like 20 bucks and made some videos where I was like popping in and out of card art, uh, talking about the expansion. And so we, we drew some inspiration from that for our announcement video. One thing that was really nice is there's been more updates in World of Warcraft on Old Gods, like you said, since we last did Whispers of the Old Gods. And they've added more creature types uh, and like more Old God races, which uh, allowed us to basically have new races and new stuff in Hearthstone that's different, that makes... Madness at the Dark Moon Fair, different to Whispers of the Old Gods. And of course, we also have the new Corrupt keyword mechanic, and that is sort of allows us to take anything from the fair and twist it into a weird old god creature.
Do we know what the uh, transfer student is doing in this set yet? Uh, is that something that we can share that design of? Um, we definitely haven't shared it yet, but okay. we can. Yeah, you, you, you can, John. It's okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's corrupt gain plus two plus two. And we have new art for that too. So you get to see what transfer student looks like when corrupted in a Skullamance uh, classroom. Cool, thanks. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. When it comes to duels, I, I mean, um, Dungeon Run's a pretty beloved format uh, on the team and I think in our community as well. And there's been a lot of discussion about what would that be like in PvP. Um We've, we've done a lot of testing on it. You know, we've, we've had our final balance designers take a look at it and try to, you know, nuance and push things in the right direction. Um, you know, the reality is it, it's pretty hard to uh, to get everything right. And that's one of the reasons you would kind of think about launching in a beta or early access. We're really interested in player feedback. Um, we want to see how things go. You know, the treasures are the kind of key thing there. We're not super worried about the deck building because that uses standard cards and wild cards, which we know and have a very good handle on the power of. Um, you know, the way those treasures and synergies interact, that's part of the magic of Dungeon Run. It's also potentially part of the drawback. So we need to hit a really sweet spot where those things feel fair and fun and don't feel, uh, you know, too out there. It's, it's a really hard balance to achieve. And the team has done, um, you know, really good work on it so far. And we're super interested to see player feedback and, uh, you know, the 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 cool thing about the pool of treasures and the uh the hero powers and all these different things is it's really easy for us to change these um one of the big things about wild standard cards etc you know players spend a lot of time or money investing in those so we have to think very carefully about that and that's not because of us as a business it's because we care about the investment that those players have made um and we want them to feel good about that we want them to feel that um they make good choices whereas in something like battlegrounds we can change things really easily. In duels, we can change treasures really easily and we can change hero powers really easily because um, you know, they're not something the player owns, so we don't need to worry about upsetting our players on that front. So it gives us a lot more control. So that's kind of where a lot of the power lies in the hero powers, the signature treasures, and the treasures. And we're super open to feedback and we're willing to change them if we need to. Battlegrounds uh, has been really great for us in terms of... Uh, you know, a whole bunch of different perspectives. I think um, you know, one of the, for, for me, and there's, there's a lot of players that function like I do, they kind of play what's new in Hearthstone. And I think that's the most common behavior that we see. There are obviously players that love their game mode and stay with their game mode. Like, you know, there, are, there, are hundreds of, there are hundreds of thousands of people that only play Arena every day. Um, but you know, there are millions of people that play Standard, that play um, Battlegrounds. Um, so the, these are kind of our, you know, 
there are top tier game modes in terms of you know where our focus is that's absolutely true um but you know in in terms of where we're at with them i think we're really happy with them we're seeing more people playing ranked standard and wild than was the case last year for the majority of the year so we feel that it's in a pretty good place players seem to be you know in terms of the amount of people playing and their behavior generally seem to be happy you know we can always do things to improve things and we always strive to do that and same with battlegrounds we're seeing you know really good retention there people really interested in it again you know we want to react to feedback and make changes just as an example there was a couple of balance changes and fixes that went in the game today for battlegrounds unfortunately we missed them from the patch notes but the, the genie change actually went live today so um you know the the point of the game modes is we want there to be something new so whenever we do a big update for battlegrounds obviously player you know the, the mass of players shifts to that right when we launch a new expansion, players shift to that. When we launch a new game mode like Jules, we're going to see a massive spike in population for that. And I think one of the key things for us is to keep Hearthstone active and to keep and give people think, interesting things to do. Um, and you know, between all the different game modes and the supporting systems like the reward track and achievements, there's a lot to do in Hearthstone. Probably, I would say, more than more than there's ever been. We, we come under fire a lot for kind of how expensive the game is and how inaccessible it is in some people's minds. We've done a lot of work over the last year or 18 months or so to actually try and take, I think, really big steps and changes there. Um, we introduced our kind of no duplicates change alongside the Ashes of Outland and the Year of the Phoenix, um, the beginning of the Year of the Phoenix, which you know means that when you open a card pack, you're, you're basically pretty much always going to get something that's useful for you that you need. Um, that applied to kind of all the reward systems across the game. So it compounds and makes it easier to collect cards. We've also been doing that when players start the game or come back to the game, they get a free deck. And that deck is really high quality meta deck divine, uh, designed by our final designers. Um, on top of that, we've been doing kind of these big um, once per expansion, we've been doing these big um, events. And those events have a lot of reward, economic rewards tied to them. So we're very mindful of the fact that we're a free-to-play game. We've always been a free-to-play game. Um, and, you know, historically, you know, if you look at the difference between now and then, um, you know, we've really increased the rate of rewards and the rate at which, you know, you can, you can obtain new things through that. Um, but we haven't been great at advertising that or describing that or showing that to players. So, you know, if you're somebody that dips into the game a little more casually... It's pretty hard to understand and notice that, and sometimes you just miss out because you might miss this event, or you might, you know, you might not uh, do this different activity. So the kind of repackaging of that and put it on, putting it on kind of a visual progression tracks makes it really easy to comprehend and understand. You know, like it's basically the visual representation is basically a map that you go along in steps. So it's really, you know, very physical, easy to recognize and understand kind of progression that. You know, you've seen not only in games, but, you know, in many walks of life, board games, different things. Um, so we really want to put that front and center in front of players' faces. And obviously the early levels are really easy to obtain. So up front, a player that, you know, maybe only engages with the game every now and then, they're actually going to feel really good and get a lot of rewards quite quickly. Um, we also want to respect our super hardcore players and the investment they get. So while the kind of reward track has 50 levels, it actually has another 100 prestige levels beyond that that continue to give you, uh, they give you 150 gold per uh, level. So just the reward, the prestige levels alone gives you the possibility for, uh, you know, 
an immense amount of gold uh, in terms of the free-to-play economy. And that doesn't even cover all the other rewards that aren't in the, uh, the system. There's some external rewards as well that we've continued to keep in the game to make sure that we're providing good incentives and good benefits to doing those activities. For example, the seasonal rewards for ranked are not in the reward system. They're still external because, you know, we believe, you know, getting to legend or diamond five or whatever rank is, that's an important accomplishment still that we want people to, to really motivated and really awesome about doing. Likewise, playing tavern brawls, you're still going to get your weekly pack in terms of if you want to play tavern brawls. So um, it's really just a, a big repackaging and repurposing for, uh, I think, very, we think and we believe is very beneficial and we, we hope our players are going to see and experience it that way. And we're super open to feedback on that. Um, you know, we, we've done a lot of math and a lot of checking to try and make sure this is absolutely beneficial for people. Um, and, you know, myself and our, one of our lead designers, Dean Ayala, have put out a lot of statements about that. It's very genuine. These things are complex and hard. Um, and we want to make sure that players are happy with it. As for kind of what we've learned from other games, I think one of the big things for us is we wanted to make sure that kind of our, our paid version of it was vanity only, really. Um, you know, we we want players to feel good about playing the game, earning their currency, earning their earning some of the vanity. But we've heard a lot from our players that they they're interested in. You know, they they want the option, they want optional vanity basically. So that's kind of an exploration we're doing with the tavern pass to see if that's something that people are interested in. And you know, we'll see how the results of that go. Um, uh, and if that goes well, then we'll think about applying that to other you know methodologies and game modes as well. Vanity historically hasn't been the best, uh, you know, hasn't worked out the best in Hearthstone, but we're really open-minded and players have been asking for it again, so we're willing to try. There's a lot of, there's, there's a lot of gold in the new system. There's also a lot of packs. We've kind of taken a whole bunch of different rewards, put them into the system. Um, you know, we'll see how things go. Um, generally, you know, across the board, this is definitely an increase in rewards. Like, and... You know, the amount of gold, like, I mean, there's a statement that I posted on Reddit specifically, and I'm sure you've seen some of Dean's replies very different places. Like, there's been, and I think John Yang also can be quoted on it in the video, there's no intention to reduce the amount of gold that people earn in, in general. Like, um, you know, so I think we're trying to be generous. We're trying to do a good thing with this project, and I'm sure some people will look at it in different ways. But, um, you know, we look forward to seeing the community math on it, and uh, we've done that math ourselves, and... Um, you know, I think we're very confident and stand by the system. We believe it's a really good system, great for the game. And, uh, you know, these systems are big and complex and, you know, the proof is in the pudding. And I think we've proven very much so over the last couple of years that we're willing to change and we're open-minded and uh, we'll see. There's a term that we use called win back, which is, you know, getting people to come back to the game. Um, that's actually kind of one of our, our biggest drivers and biggest things that we think about because, um, you know, reality is we're, we're, we're an older game now, new players. Well, you know, there are many new people that can play Hearthstone every day. Reality is there's something like 145 million people have played Hearthstone to date. And that is a huge amount of people. And it's actually much easier and uh, much more common for us to get people to kind of come back to the game. Um, you know, just reality is like, you know, if you're playing a game, and you've played Hearthstone for a year or two years, maybe take a break. And that's super okay. I mean, I do that all the time, the games I play, and I come back to them and check them out. Um, and that's really normal, regular behavior that we see. And we want those people, when they come back, to have something big, new, exciting to think about and to do. And kind of the, the rewards track is an example of that. Um, but it's also just, you know, we, we genuinely believe and we've tried to make sure that it's a, 
a genuine quality of life upgrade in terms of like free to play economic wealth gain and such. So, um, you know, we, we, we hope players are going to enjoy it and that it's not going to feel overwhelming. It's going to feel uh, fun and rewarding. Um, and again, we're super open to feedback on that. And, you know, we look forward to getting it in players' hands and seeing how it goes. We, we have big plans for Hearthstone still. We're super committed to the future of this game. And, uh, you know, we're, obviously this is just this kind of phase of the expansion. Um, you know, rotation is coming next year. We have some pretty big, cool things that we hope players are going to enjoy. And then beyond, you know, going into the next year, there's some big features still coming to Hearthstone. You know, it's Hearthstone is a huge, huge game. And sometimes it's pretty easy to buy into the internet mentality of, of rumor and gossip. You know, we're a huge game and, uh, you know, I'm really proud of the success that the team built and also the previous leadership and team built. Um, and, you know, we want to we want to serve our players as best we can and do great things for them. And, and we genuinely, you know, the, play, the people on the team love and care about this game and really try to give their all and do the best that they can to make Hearthstone as fun as it can be. Thanks again to game director Ben Lee and... One of the game designers, John McIntyre, for a fantastic insight into what we're about to experience with Hearthstone's new expansion, Madness at the Dark Moon Fair. Uh, if you haven't checked out the trailer, I'll actually link that up on the page as well uh, on Byside.com because it is actually one of the most hilarious uh expansion trailers that they've made yet and they've made some very funny ones over the years so uh really exciting times for the game and for the team and lots of interesting insights there on uh, on how i guess the business model itself is evolving and how do they respond to the issues people have with sort of payment systems and the way in which these kinds of digital card games work so really cool stuff there um and ben gave a lot of insights on that but that's all for now this has been a high resolution. I am Seamus Byrne, and this is part of the Byteside Podcast Network. And of course, lots of stories and articles can also be found at byteside.com. Check us out there, and we will catch you real soon. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.